welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Well, I'm joined with uh, Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. And uh, unfortunately, Tom is not here. He, you know, interestingly, Tom is an eclectic dude. He he's actually at an ornamental cheese festival. Oh yeah. I didn't know there were decorative cheeses, but apparently there are. And so he's learning to make uh, like cheese, not cheese balls, but he's making uh, <laughs> rhomboid cheese. So he's like mastering those odd angles. He said something. he's, you know, just really excited about getting ready for Christmas and I like, I don't know if the cheese is going to last that long, you know. But. I think they do something with hairspray or something <laughs> to preserve it. I don't know, but whatever it is, we wish him well and maybe he'll do us a cheese sculpture. Oh, please. You know, yes. having like Pope Francis done as a nice brie <laughs> or something that we wouldn't that be lovely That'd to be see so that. Great. Yeah, yes. so all right, well we'll look forward to that. Uh we have an interesting topic. Uh really uh I'm going to let you take the lead on this because uh uh, this was like you and you and uh, Tom were talking about this, unbeknownst to me. Then yeah. you send me uh, a six thousand word. I'm glad I don't get charged <laughs> per word on your text. Uh, that basically described, hey, we have an idea for a show. Yeah, uh, and you went through this, and it's like uh, this idea of spiritual physics. Yes, or- and, and that's just a, an interesting concept right there yeah well and, and i can't i wish i could take credit for the for the phrase spiritual physics but actually it was from a talk i heard uh years ago from from scott Hahn, and we gotta mail him 10 bucks now <laughs> and one of the things that he laid out basically is is he, he was talking about when you're learning when you're looking at the law of god that it's important to recognize that those laws you know it's easy for us as catholics to just look at god's law and say, well, these are just a bunch of rules, and we're going to either follow them, follow them, or not follow them, uh, based on how obedient we are. And he's either going to let us slide, or he's going to punish us based on like whether he's chill or not, right? Yeah, like we can have that. I think chill is scriptural. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> right. No, but I mean, we can have that sort of loosey-goosey approach to things um, where it's a matter of how obedient we are and, 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 and you know, how forgiving or merciful uh, he will be. But the fact of the matter is, and this is an important point that he raises, there is a, a, a he says there's a spiritual physics, there's sin uh, has consequences, natural consequences to them that um, that it's baked into... Um, when God is telling us don't do this or don't do that, uh, you know He has designed us in such a way. For example, an easy example to need Him, right? And so, if we were going to seek fulfillment in our life apart from God, it's baked into us and, and to how He's created the universe and created the love story of our lives. You know, yeah, exactly. That He's going to we're going to have a rude awakening if we're trying to fill our hearts, the hole in our hearts, with things. That are that are other than God. You know, another example you can draw from St. Thomas Aquinas is when we sin, right? Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas teaches it darkens the intellect, right, and it weakens the will. So it's going to make us more more likely to misunderstand things and miss uh, and 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 not be able to process things in a prudential way. And it'll also make us weak will to make us harder. To, it'll make it harder for us to do the right thing the more that we choose sin. St. Thomas Aquinas even says that sin. It itself is its own punishment. And one of the things he points to, partly because of the darkness of the intellect and the weakness of the will, is how our sins can become 
uh, habits, you know, basically the pleasure from the sin is actually part of the punishment. You know, if we have that pleasure, we then want to get it again, and then it becomes a habit, and then it potentially becomes an addiction, then it potentially becomes a character trait, and it becomes more and more ingrained in us. And it's not going to lead us to joy because we that's not what we were created for we weren't created for sin we were created to flourish in god yeah well and then what i love about this topic what i love about what you're saying is uh you don't often see the the, the words like spiritual and physical or f- physics yeah. put together right because we've done a show recently uh talking about uh science the church and science and and truth and seeking truth um and but but i love about spiritual physics is essentially it's it's very incarnational yeah right it it it, it ties beautifully into our faith in terms of like connecting uh the the natural Right. And the supernatural, yes, because that that is truly who we are. You 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 spoke of the fact that we were created, right, with this longing for God, what right. is baked into us. As you, I think you said, uh, it's in our DNA. However you want to describe it, but really, is one of the things that's beautiful about uh, what we're taught about our baptism is when we're baptized, essentially we're we're oriented to God. Yes, right. That's sort of like uh, the the thing that that uh, that happens to us in a spiritual way that essentially. Um, uh, galvanizes or, or it just it, it says okay your compass now points to God yes and then everything that you do is essentially seeking that and that's why um, it, our physical and our spiritual is now oriented and, and, and is drawn to God and that's why it's us it's important for us to start to look at this and realize um, how we can be in error if we're seeking merely the physical yeah or, and maybe even merely the spiritual Oh sure, right? there's there are heresies on both ends of that. Oh yeah, but when we when we when we gather the spiritual and the physical together, yes. and we see this in, in the context of spiritual physics, it's it's amazing. Now there also I think there's probably uh, uh, you know uh, physical spirits. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, push-ups for Jesus. I don't know if that's what... But the other way around is really seeing the the laws of God or the laws of the world, the yeah. moral and physical, right? Seeing those things in the context of the Spirit of God and what God desires for us is probably the healthier approach. Well, like, no, like part of Scott Hahn's point when he was laying out this phraseology for this is he was like, no one, no one says that God is is uh, unfair for making it where if you if you fall off of a cliff that the laws of physics draw you to the ground and cause grave harm to your yeah, body. Nobody goes like that's just not fair, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just the reality, right? Exactly. But and yet there are natural consequences that happen when we choose sin, and what God is doing when He gives us his law is he's giving us guideposts to avoid those things that are harmful to us and they're not but not just that they're guide guideposts to find our way home to him yeah and now see that's the other thing that's so so key to this how many times uh sam have we heard that uh the the, the catholic church is filled with haters and there, yeah. there are probably some haters in in every church but that that essentially the the church's teachings are hateful because they hate this group or that group and and everything's about punishment and like you live our way or you go to hell kind of a thing now that's what we're accused of but it's 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 the farthest farthest thing from the truth when essentially we're a hospital for sinners right and and people come to the church to be healed and to sort of be reoriented and to sort of be drawn into the fulfillment of what we are created to be. And that's where people get in trouble when they when they 
I don't know, when they follow rules because they're rules. Yeah. Right? We all know the phrase pharisaical. They, right. They're not necessarily bad guys, yeah. the, the Pharisees, but they couldn't see past the literal law. Right? And so I'm keeping the law, not looking at it from a spiritual perspective. So what comes to mind as you're saying this is I think that maybe to have a, 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 the proper picture of why those laws and why the spiritual physics is a thing in the first place is is let's look at what heaven is, right? So heaven is like this perfect love communion. Every single person who is welcomed into the the fullness of the beatific vision has freely chosen, chosen. freezy chosen. Hello. It's choosed. <laughs> Choosey choose. All right, anyways. Uh, so they, each person who has entered into heaven has freely chosen for all eternity to love every single person uh, that is in heaven with them, right? So there's no there's no loss of freedom in heaven. It's not like some switch gets flipped when you go to heaven. People who are do, who are there, God knows in His eternal wisdom that that person's soul has reached a state to where they are always going to choose God. They are always going to choose love. They are always going to choose willing the good of the other for the sake of the other. There's no risk of the saints. There's no risk that like St. Joan of Arc is suddenly going to be like feeling a little selfish one day, right? right. Um, you know, because like the French didn't win the World Cup. She's not going to, you know, throw up her, throw up, uh, you know, her hands in the air and, and, and say, sacre bleu, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I think something that if we, if we're grounded in what heaven is and what we are being prepared for, then we understand why purgatory basically also is a function of physical of, of spiritual physics because most of us when we die we're not in that state right like a, if you've if you've met a saint if you've had the blessing of meeting someone who's truly a saint like their life is giving you a slice of heaven like you were saying the incarnational di- dimensions of this they're living the life of heaven they're, right they're opening a, a window to what heaven is like they are being who they were created to be yes and then the then the, then the reward of that or the destination i mean where yes. you're going that's the that's the heavenly reward right and so the further we get from that right there are consequences so when we choose against that when we when we you know saint thomas aquinas like one of the things that is really important for uh his teachings is that basically to be a catholic to be a faithful catholic is actually a rational life right like if you are choosing uh to follow the church teachings and you're choosing to follow uh what god has laid out as his laws you're living you're actually following a rational life and and what he's saying is is that our body our, our our whole being is best ordered when our when our will when all the things that constitute us are ordered in accordance with right reason a reason that's influ- that's that's guided by truth yes. right and so at the end of the day when we are not guided by truth right and our lower faculties start guiding us and taking over it becomes harder and harder for us to get oriented we properly. get corrupted yes right? the, our, our physicality gets corrupted yeah you know our spirit gets corrupted and so our spiritual physics are now off the mark and our yeah. compass is spinning Right, because we can't we can't focus anymore where we're called to be. Well, and it's interesting you bring this point up, and, and this again that sort of incarnational aspect. You can you can think about uh, if you've ever visited like a, a like a convent with very holy nuns, you know, and they could be of all various ages and stuff like that. If they're really all on fire for Jesus, and they're those living saints, 
they, you know, they are absolutely beautiful in who they, in the fullness of who they are and yeah. who the fullness of Jesus is in them, right? Whereas in the flip side, if you meet somebody who might physically have just like all this great beauty, you know, by right. world standards, if they are just empty inside and they are completely consumed by selfishness and are caved in on themselves, there's an ugliness that stands out, you right. know, like <laughs> there's something intrinsically in you that says, I know that by certain standards that's supposed to be beautiful, but it's not because it makes you, it turns your stomach in some way. It makes you think and feel a, a, there's a, there's a physical reaction. Oh yeah. I, I know that like when I've sinned, you, you actually can feel physically sick. Oh sure. Right. And so again, the spiritual physics thing is actually, it's quite, quite intriguing uh, to me. And I, th I think about, uh, I know we've said it on the show before, maybe it's been several years, uh, uh, when I brought it up before, but it's like this idea that, um, like when your 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 mom has rules for you. Yeah. Your mom says you need to go to bed at a certain time. That you need to eat all your vegetables. That you need to do your homework. That uh, that don't talk to that boy or that girl. You know uh, that, that that kind of get off the phone. Uh, you know, and and we might look at that and go like, my mom is such a Pharisee. Yeah. You know, she's just a rule monger. All she wants is all these rules, and I just these are these are silly rules. Right. And I don't need I don't need to clean my room. And but at the end of the day, what those rules are designed to do is not to oppress you. Right. They're essentially to uh, to allow you to 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 graduate from the house and go out into the world a better human being. Right. Right. Understanding basic uh, human dignity and respect for others and all these things. And your mom wants you. She wants to give you that. Right. So do following those rules. That's that's the spiritual physics of this. Where I'm following these rules, and I'm closer in touch with what my mom sees my potential as, and I may not see that. Right. And so that's why it's so beautiful to see that. Now you can, you can, and and when you're little, you don't get much choice. Sure. Right. But hopefully, there's a point in your life where you suddenly realize that your mom is a gift to you, oh, or yeah. your dad, whoever's raising you, and how that's working in your family, whichever one the rule monger was in your family, right. mom or dad. But um, but, but but that also brings in this another uh, aspect I think that's interesting we should talk about connected to this in a, in a very uh, 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 profound way. This is the season, so we just went through uh, the Easter season, and and now you know we're seeing we've had we've seen the bishops are busy confirming. Mm -hmm. High schoolers, you know, yeah. confirmation, confirmation, confirmation at all these different parishes throughout any diocese. This is a very, very uh, prolific uh, confirmation season. Sure. And so uh, we know when, when, when someone is confirmed, they receive the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, and one of those gifts is the fear of the Lord. Yeah. And a lot of people have a problem with that particular um, with that particular gift from the Holy Spirit, like what kind of gift is it to be, like have your knees rattling? Yeah, this yeah. God of love, and I'm scared of Him. Right? right. That's not what we believe, but that's a lot of people think that. Right. And so, how do you think that this concept of fear of the Lord is 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 connected to spiritual uh, physics? Well, I think going. So, like, this is an example, actually, I heard from a, uh, a Dominican friar when he was explaining in a homily um, the, the concept of, of fear of the Lord. And he said, listen, if there's a tree that's in the field and, I'm, and I decide I'm just going to run smack dab into that tree, right, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fear the fact, you know, I'm, I'm going to know 
that I'm going to hit that tree. I'm going to, it's going to hurt. Right. And he's like, but we don't do that. We don't run smack dab into that tree. We stop ourselves from running smack dab in the tree. Right. Maybe because one time we did. (laughs) Maybe because one, and we were experiential learners. That's right. I mean, we learned through, and this is one of the, I think you're, you're actually bringing up a really important point for spiritual physics, which is uh, we're experiential learners. And so it, 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 you know, it's, it's something where we grow by some of the negative experiences when we've made mistakes, just like a child touches the hot stove and learns, I don't need to touch that anymore. We might learn, you know what, gosh, having a relationship that is ordered around premarital sex, um, like that's really empty. And I'm not, uh, you know, able to love this person in the way that um, I know I should be. Right. You know what I mean? And, and just saying at some point you have to say, enough you know um and similarly though like going back to this to this tree example you're if there's a tree in the middle of the field and you're running in that field uh you're gonna quote fear the fact you're gonna fear the the fear uh, the tree fear the tree or fear <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna rev you're gonna understand that if you hit the tree it's gonna hurt right and so that's how fear of the you know fear of the lord i think is best understood here which is you're going to under you're going to Pay attention to what the Lord is saying. You're going to pay attention to his laws, and you're going to understand that ultimately what he's trying to do, even when we don't understand his laws, and they don't make sense, and they're, they're causing us uh, you know, to feel confused in this or that way, and we're struggling to understand why did, why did God say that we can't do this or should do that. Right. You know, and, and by the way, that's completely normal and natural. You know, there's a reason, I think, that God... Uh, you know, wrestled with Jacob and renamed him Israel, you know, he who wrestles with God. And that's the father of the people of the chosen people of God is he who wrestles with God. So it's perfectly normal. Like we've talked in previous episodes to wrestle with, with, you know, hard teachings. There are hard teachings, right? Um, But at the end of the day, we have a choice as to whether or not we are going to have fear of them or just say, you know what? I'm just going to go, I'm going to do things my way. And if we do things my way, the fact of the matter is they have natural consequences for what it's going to do for, to us interiorly, to what it's going to do to whatever relationships might be involved to our relationship with God, certainly, but also there, we haven't even talked about the fact that you might be hurting other people. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, uh, I, you know, I think at that point, that's what fear of the Lord is is ultimately all about is is a recognition that he's when he lays down his laws he is serious and he's serious for a reason and it's not just arbitrary and it's not it, 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 right and it's not uh, uh, punitive yeah right he loves us right right so uh, and, and when I'm when I'm doing like a confirmation retreat for high schoolers you know or eighth graders you know the reality is. Um, those young folks need to understand that like because they'll hear fear the lord and they'll hear that sort of like that that those previous rejections to that phrase so much so that i think that they kind of renamed that particular gift there's like a modern version of, of the seven gifts and it's wonder and awe right you know and, but but there's some tr- there's truth to that that essentially god is glory and so, so wonder and awe at his glory, recognizing that there is a God and I am not him. I heard a priest, it's interesting, uh, when you were saying this, it came to mind that uh, there was a priest who was counseling a guy who had gotten a DUI, and apparently the guy, you know, he admitted that he had been drinking and driving a lot, and he yeah. finally got caught, 
And he said, gosh, you know, I guess God's now punishing me. And the priest kind of read him the riot act and was just like, sir, this is God's mercy. That's right. You know, like, no, the, you know, the punishment you've been, you know, you've been making decisions all along to where it's become easier and easier for this to become a habit, to become excusable, where you're placing yourself and others at risk, uh, not just for serious injury, but for death, you know, including children, innocent children. Um, there was not a wreck here. You know, you were caught and that's embarrassing. But guess what? This is God's mercy because you were actually prevented from yes all sorts of terrible things from happening and you hear about the terrible things happening yes right, right. yeah um and, and, and so so you're right uh and that's why it's it's good to know you'd mentioned the like the the hot stove or when you see a beautiful campfire <laughs> right you, you 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 fear the campfire right I mean, you there's something beautiful and awe-inspiring about sitting around a campfire right uh and but you know that I shouldn't thrust my hand into it, yeah, and grasp the beauty, <laughs> right? right. You're, not, you're not because and so there are there is a healthy fear, and that's what I want people to understand about. It's not about fearing God so much as is it about fearing um, or realizing his greatness and his awesomeness that he could crush me like a bug, that he could <laughs> send a bolt of lightning. Yeah. But that's not who God is, right? Right? Not who he has revealed himself to be. And all of his rules, all of his directives, all of his, all of this essentially is, is guiding us to him, calling us to him, and it's his mercy. Right. Right. And, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's an important thing to, to, for folks to think uh, in terms of spiritual physics. Um, there are consequences to our actions, right? And, and sometimes those, those consequences are, it's good for us to fear, to learn to fear the things that we know that can um, uh, destroy us, right? Right. In our uh, so, uh, and it's not just a physical harm. Uh, it is essentially also physical. But there's there are uh, emotional, uh, mental, uh, intellectual, um, uh, moral. There are other things that we can do. There's people who are uh, uh, there are people who are addicted to pornography. Right. Right. It starts a little bit and it just gets worse and worse and worse and it becomes destructive. Right, there are people who are addicted to alcohol or drugs, uh, where it didn't start that way, but it inch little by little, and, and so the 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 physical part of this thing, you know, so when we make those decisions, there are natural consequences that right. make it even harder to get out of the pit that we've we've been in. So a healthy fear of those things is a gift from God. Well, and going back to also what we were talking about for purgatory, uh, having a spiritual physics to it. Right. That um, one of the teachings of why purgatory is a thing is it is addressing the natural consequences that come with sin. And so, like, uh, let's say somebody has, you know, a a long time addiction to pornography and they have finally repented and they have gone and they've received God's mercy. Yes, God's mercy is real. Right. Uh, And his sin is forgiven, but he's got a lot of he's brought a lot upon his intellect and his will at the very least, and his understanding of women, his understanding of the family, his understanding of the nature and purpose of his own sexuality, and and, and all of that stuff. And he's got some work to do. And that's why, you know, can you get an, when, it, when you get an indulgence, it wipes away, you know, the, the consequences of sin. But a plenary indulgence, you know, wipes away all of it. But one of the conditions for a plenary indulgence is it's in accordance with your detachment, yes. your interior detachment yeah. to that sin. And so it's not a fast track to you. You have to do your own work uh, as well. 
to be set free and to seek enlightening of the intellect and the strengthening yeah, of the will. Nothing unclean shall enter heaven. Right. I mean, that's scriptural. <laughs> and so, so we, there is a purification, a right. purging of our attachment to sin that needs to take place. Some can do it in this life. Yeah. And there, there are actions, and there, there are physical acts as well as, as, well as spiritual uh, uh, acts that, that can accomplish that. Right. But at the same time, luckily we have purgatory. You know, <laughs> so, yes, and, and again, so. it is God's mercy. I mean, it is God's mercy it is not a sort of a short term punishment. Right. That God says like, hey, I want you in heaven. But first, I'm going to scrub all that sin off of you and it's going to hurt. You know, right. he doesn't enjoy that. But it's necessary so that we can see him as he truly is. It's literally a healing. Yeah. Of what, you know, the, the disease that we've brought upon ourselves. Or a regeneration. Yeah, I mean, regeneration. It's, it's, it's not yes. another baptism, but think of it like uh, us becoming uh, the fulfillment of what we were called to be. Yes. You and, know? and it's a protection that, you know, like I said, we're not turning off our freedom when we go into heaven. So what God is doing in purgatory is he is he's enacting at that spiritual physics level. He's getting our souls to that point to where he knows in his perfect wisdom that there's no chance, no matter what, that we're never going to change our minds about God or about love. Yeah. So we got just a few seconds left, but if someone wants to get a a spiritual physical workout, I mean, what would they do? Sam, what, 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 what are some things that you might suggest that somebody do to sort of get them right spiritually, uh, physically? You know, actually, one thing that comes to mind, uh, I, I think we've talked a lot about St. Thomas Aquinas. I think that studying some Saint Thomas, some basics of St. Thomas Aquinas about how the human being is constituted, the re- reason in relation to the will and to God, the effects of sin, things like that, how our minds work. He had a highly elaborate and beautiful theology of the human person. And I think that um, if you really kind of want to understand what sin is doing and why we need to avoid it if we didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think studying some St. Thomas Aquinas, either the original text or finding a good primer for it. From so the primers or the uh, the compendiums or the uh, commentaries might be helpful for some of us less philosophical dudes. Yeah, yeah, sure. But he, he is he's rock solid in, in all of this, and that's why he's one of the great doctors of the church and always has been and always will be. Thomas Aquinas is an awesome, awesome source for some of this. But you know what? If it's as simple as just praying yes just dip yourself into prayer in a profound way and just god ask god to heal you uh spiritually and physically and that to, to bring your spiritual physics up to snuff as it were yeah including silent prayer and contemplation amen and the blessed mother is going to help us in this process yes. hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy, holy mary, mary mother, mother of god, god pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour, hour of our death, death. amen, amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at The Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.